sir. We promised you a great main event here tonight. You're aware that I've been recording video while you were staring at yourself in the camera, right? That's you're fully aware that was already happening. Yeah, well, you're gonna have to delete all this no, video. That's not happening. That's it. Whatever. What? Yeah, whatever you were just doing. I look terrible, I'm, but I am in my famous orange sweater. Oh, people! Everyone is talking about the orange sweater dip. So you have nothing to feel bad about at all. I'm a fashion plate. Oh yeah, you're fat. You're you're plating and plating up a storm. By the way, do you think it's? I wonder if it's time for us. To, I feel. I feel like even though I love it, I feel like it's time to start working on a new intro. What are your thoughts? Yeah, totally disagree. <laughs> you, you're, you're still if for, if for a scantron. I would say strongly disagree. So, yeah, I wonder why you like this one. So, welcome to the world's number one uh, sports and recreation podcast, Cheap Heat. We are waiting for the arrival of SUG. I changed times on him last minute. And, listen, I, I was under the impression all SUG does is sit around watching, like, you know, Divorce Island or, uh, you know, uh, Marriage Paradise or, or, you know, Sex in the Sky, whatever different shows he's watching. That's That was the impression I was under, and uh, I could be wrong. But anyways, he's not here yet, so hopefully he'll show up here shortly. If not, I'll figure it out, and we'll get him on here. But so, RosenbergBeats at gmail.com. That's how people send us email. We certainly received some emails that I'll get to shortly. Um, but Dipperstein, mm-hmm. we covered we covered SummerSlam for the most part. Oh, yeah. That's right. And we covered, somewhat covered, the return of CM Punk. Hmm. Certainly done a 180 in one week on that whole thing. Well, you oh, so you're already you've you're Let's moving discuss. on. Yeah, I've I've definitely moved on. What is your? So I guess I guess let's start. We'll just start right here with sure. uh, with AEW, especially considering we know that when SGG comes, he'll have nothing. He'll have nothing positive to say about it for sure. Um. So what what's the what's the problem? I can give you my thoughts. Um, but let me properly start the segment off because a week ago we were on top of the world. Okay? We were the best in the world a week ago. Yeah, we were this. Oh no, I'm not connected. Damn it, forget. It. I was going to play his theme song. Oh, yeah. oh boy, really, really upsetting. What just happened there? But um, we were all on top of the world with CM Punk's return to Rampage last week. His his debut on Rampage, and by the way, it was my debut of Rampage too. I hadn't even watched it until then. Um. 
Yeah, because that was the first episode. <laughs> second episode. Second episode, right. It was the second episode. I, I actually ended up feeling really bad because I was doing a live, and I said to I said to Mark Henry, I was like, oh, Mark, I'm so excited to see your uh, the debut of Rampage. He was like, the debut was last week. Thanks for the support. I was like, hey. You know what I'm, I'm watching right now? A very early Demolition versus Killer Bees match. Oh, wow. Wow. I know. Like late 87 when, when Demolition. Oh, no. Hold on. What's happening? This is the right. best thing going. I love, I love like pre ninety ninety one, even pre eighty eighty nine demolition when they had all the different kinds of face paint and 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 um axe had like a little bit of facial hair. Oh yeah, great! They, I always loved the facial hair. It's big. No, I'm serious. Like yeah, no, this is important stuff. A little heavy. Yeah, and he had a dad bod, and and he still had short hair. Smash. I love all the different like things they experimented with with their face paint and until finally settling into like just the you're aware the, you're aware that ah. when you compliment things like this it's only no. because you were at an age where you had no life otherwise right like that is the only reason you noticed liked if if that sort of nuance happened today with a talent maybe if you were obsessed with that talent you'd notice but by and large you'd be like whatever they're doing stinks I don't. You're, I don't like what they're doing at all. You are so wrong. I watch wrestling. I notice every little change and every little nuance. I know, but in terms yeah, of how much you character. love it, in terms of how much you love it, and it was able to impact you, and you really are like, oh, that's I. That's your childhood speaking. It, it hits different. It definitely you, it I mean, hit it, different. It hit wildly. It hit wildly different. By the way, a lot of people reaching out to point out to us that. The WWE was running a commercial for what the new video game is. That what Skyler sent us. Yeah, WWE like, 2K22. It hits different. <laughs> it's the it was the most immediately co-opted phrase in the history of slang that was immediately like co-opted. None faster than hits different. How come raccoons didn't ever hit the mainstream? That really upsets me because I love using it. I, well, I don't. I, I wouldn't give up yet on raccoons. I wouldn't I'm give up yet. Let's see. Hold on. Um, well, I actually, actually. Wow, it, it says the words across the screen. It hits different. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Jumping Jim Brunzel in this match has been replaced by Special Delivery Jones, hmm. who is wearing the Killer Beast tights. That's I wonder if I wonder if, if Special Delivery Jones and, and Jumping Jim Brunzel had the same uh, waist size, and it was an easy tights exchange. You know, jumping Jim Brunzel, a great athlete, great high jumper. Unlike <laughs> that no good jabroni who's lucky. He lucky. I'm a you're a professional. That's I'm a professional. Um so Dipperstein, last week we were all super excited uh by the rampage. I really thought that with the exception of nitpicking the end when I didn't like his ending, I thought Punk was basically perfect in his debut. Rampage was a step back to reality 
and I, I know people are already going to get mad. I don't know what their angle is because I was over the moon about last week. But, hey, I just thought the only thing I really popped for was the randomness of getting to see CM Punk do an interview with Tony Schiavone. Like, that was an awesome cross-generational I never would have expected in life that I would see Tony Schiavone interviewing CM Punk. That was cool. Besides that, though, it just felt uh, a little a little flat, repeating the same sort of things again. And flat? Didn't That's ta- an understatement. Well, because you're going to go too far, so I'm here to balance you. you. Go too far? Oh, yeah. You're, well, go ahead. Well, just go ahead and let you go. Go ahead, SGG. Yep. I mean, Dip. <laughs> um, he came out a couple of nights ago, and I thought that he was going to start an angle with Darby Allen. And what it was was just a bloviating, masturbatory, egomaniacal sort of promo in the ring where he talks about, you know, himself yeah. and just hugs people again yep. and behaves as if he's God. And the truth is, he's not. <laughs> and <sighs> he needs to come back down to reality. And yes, it's exciting. It was exciting to see him the first week. It's awesome that he came back. I frankly wanted him to jump in the first week and into an angle. But like, I, I don't, I need him to just go back into kayfabe, start his Darby Allen program, and not just start complimenting Darby Allen. We need to start seeing him insult Darby Allen. Okay. Whether he's going to be the, whether he's going to be the heel, he's going to be the face. I'm going to, let me tell you, let me give you a hot take right now. I hate that his first angle is with Darby Allen. Mm, I like this take. Because Darby Allen is the most beloved person right now, I would say, on the come, who is in AEW, in wrestling, perhaps. And so why would the beloved CM Punk, who everyone was, you know, their mind is blown to see, who is the babyface of the Malen, come back and feud with the babyface of the Sench? Yeah, it's, it's Malen versus Sench. Well, it's uh, Malen, it's Malen well, versus Sench. It's the same thing as your conversation last week about, about Becky. It, it will be justified if before we get to All Out, they turn CM Punk. And then you have yeah. heel Punk against turn, Darby Allen. Yes, it would be awesome if CM Punk turned heel. It would be awesome if CM Punk turned heel in the first week. You got to give the fans what they want, but not what they expect. Okay, they probably just said to see it's comedy 101. It's performing 101. You, they probably just said to CM Punk, you can go out there and do whatever you want and you don't need a script and you can you can come back to AW and you can feud with whoever you want. And he said Darby Allen and they said, OK, but the truth is he should be feuding with MJF. He should be feuding with. Somebody else who's a heel. He should be feuding with the top heel in the company, not the top baby face. It's just it it all just goes into his ego maniacal, you know, self-importance attitude. And I know he's a big deal. He is but a, he is a big deal. Calm, but- down, calm down, dude. You're a wrestler at the end of the day. You're you're not in your prime. Come back, be humble. Stop, dip, dip. This is this is not gonna happen. What are you I saying? Know, what are you? It's, it's what I. It's what I. But want. you, you don't like him. You're not a fan. You've never been a fan. He was TOS to you. He terminated on sight. Yeah. You hated his yeah. guts. So, well, he so on WWE because he was an egomaniac. Well, that that may be true. He's one. He's definitely an egomaniac. I don't think anyone's doubting that. That is 
a th- the the irony of the CM Punk thing in general is that his whole voice of the voiceless thing is an absolute joke. He's the face of his fans. That's what he is. You know who CM Punk is? I am the CM Punk is the number one wrestler for all CM Punk fans. That's who CM Punk is. And you, this idea though of like, come back to earth, bro. Be one of the boys. He, no, that's not going to happen. And it certainly won't happen anytime soon. I don't disagree with you though that if they keep it face versus face against Darby, that's not ideal. Um, and I would build to that because the truth is, there's something going on with Darby. There's, there's, there is. You think there's something going on? There he turns. No, there's. I just think there's been some constant miscalculation with Darby. Agreed. Everyone is so into him on site. He's so interesting. He's such a daredevil. The coffin drop is so unique and fire. All of these things have made people so excited about Darby Allen that they haven't really put him in spots to just grow. It's like here's They did at the very beginning with that, you know, with some of the gimmick matches. Yes. At the beginning, it was a little bit of a build, but then it's like put him with Sting. Put him with CM Punk. Just give him everything. Have a match with Cody. He... Darby Allen is a very specific kind of act. He, act. he weighs as much as Dipperstein, okay? He's not a credible threat in terms of seeming like he could really hurt someone. Like, he's, he needs, we need time with Darby to where I think he would have a story someone, and I think not only will I be rooting for him, but he should win. I, I, I think they're just... Oh, absolutely, he should beat CM Punk. He should win. But the, but to me they're jumping ahead. To me they're jumping ahead with him. The idea that he could beat CM Punk, and I I, I feel I understand it because he's amazing. But I think this is rushed. I think Darby and CM Punk a year from now would be fantastic. I uh, totally agree. Darby essentially has no character except for they're falling into this WWE esque sort of way where it's like he is just enough as himself. The face paint on the face is cool, but at the end of the day, the only thing he does is the skateboarding thing. But that's not an attitude. That's not a way. We need to – if he's like a, a like a cool rebel, young rebel guy, we need to see that as his character. But can – can I don't know what the character can is. Can Darby frankly. get on the mic know, and – Daredevil, I don't know what it can is. Can Darby get on the mic and convey a character? Let him try. Did Let he... him try to convey a character. Let Sting speak for him. We don't even see them do much anymore. I got to tell you, the whole Sting thing, I love Sting. I'm, sting is one oh, of you're my a Oh, st- you're a Sting guy? I'm one of the biggest Sting guys in the biz today. That's right. But I'm just telling you, like, there. I think people would pay even more raccoons to see these two wrestle if it hit a little different. But right now, what you're seeing is just – them in the rafters, they don't really say much. He's part of three. He's part of six man tags. Like there is no Darby Allen character right now. I think the whole Sting thing was botched. He should be like morphing into Sting with mind games and interesting things that Sting did when he first became Black and White Sting. But instead, they're just like having Sting break kayfabe. There's no real character. There's no first of all. There's no chemistry between the two. They don't focus on the two of them being a team in any way. They just show them. It's a terrible mistake. They're diminishing Darby Allen by doing diminishing that. and diminishing. It should be Cody Rhodes as heel, 
egomaniac Cody Rhodes, who's the head of the company and he's making creative decisions and he's the guy who's going to, he's going to control CM Punk when he comes back and he's the heel controlling the, the big baby face CM Punk and CM Punk should just go back into his kayfabe, like his kayfabe adjacent way of like, I don't, no one controls me. I'm the voice of the people way. And then it should be, the, it should be a big Darby Allen versus the man who is, you know, Becky Lynch. Cody Rhodes. Oh, that should be the first, that should have been the first thing. Okay. In are, my opinion. Are you, I, I, Cody versus baby I, I want to say something without being insulting. Are, are you done yet? You are going and going. You were shot out of a cannon today. I mean, you are, did you do, did you do a lot of Coke before we started? No. You're going, did you, maybe a little bit of a, did I ever tell you that my mom, what's your, what's the, what's the drink you used to love? You have, you have bottles and bottles in your house of the, the flavored cinnamon, a fireball. I love fireball. I can't, you're a big fireball guy. I'm one of the big, I mean, every people are like, everyone knows that you love fireball. I get it as gifts. I'm one of the biggest fireball guys. In the uh, I, I don't know if you know this about me. I happen to be a Bailey's man myself. One of the biggest yeah. Bailey's guys in the biz. Yeah, we should mix Bailey's and Fireball. <laughs> Crazy. So last time, a couple times ago when I was home, my mom, my parents got Fireball for some reason. And my mom goes, do you want to have a drink? We have a, a delicious, it's like a, a flavored liqueur. Do you want to? Do you want to? Uh, she was like, oh, I don't liqueur. remember. That's such, a, that's such an old thing, person thing to say. I a know. Liqueur. I, do you want to no taste? That's not anymore. And she said, do you want to taste this flavored liqueur? And I, I look at it and she pulls it out. I'm like, fireball? That's the flavored liqueur. Now I it's delicious. I selling fireball for $50 a bottle. It's $14.99. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it is, it's delicious. Now, by the way, do you think fireball, the beverage, is connected to the candy? Like, is the company connected? I don't think it's connected. I don't think it's going because it's it it really does taste like fireball. All right, no so, connection. <clears throat> so also the show in general, uh, dynamite was it was it was what it was. Um, I it was I, I thought it was great. Oh, I you- got I did. I got to tell you, who is this Cesar Benoni guy? This is a W. This guy's going to be in the WWE a thousand percent. He is gargantuan. This guy has Vince written all over it, written all over him. You know what I'm talking about? No, which one was he? Who did he have? He was in the Darby six man tag with Mox and 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 Eddie, and he was with uh, Ziggler's brother, and he was on the Ziggler's brother team. This guy is huge. He's like Wardlow size, God, and they, he's like he's awesome. He looks amazing. God, they have so many people on that show. I know they've started to narrow it down to like who they're focusing on though a little bit more, and like they're putting some of the. I know, but every week there's still someone. Every week I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Multiple. You're right. I don't mind. I gotta tell you, I I, I don't mind it. I, I like seeing who's out there. Uh, th- okay. I don't mind it as you're, much as I I like it. For you as a, a big nerd, I, I think that's cool. Uh, I think for regular people who are trying to like catch up and just jump in here and there, they want to see people they know. And I think there's a lot of times you're like, oh, who's this? I, okay, let me let me tell you the biggest compliment. I and I I have tons of problems with AEW. I just spewed a million of them. But let me tell you the one thing. This is why you know. This is how I know I like it. They have made me interested in Christian. <laughs> wow. Wow. I mean, if I could become interested in Christian, there's something going on. Believe me. Yeah, that, that is very, very true. And by the way, Matt Matt Hardy is totally reignited too. There's, there's. I've always been a fan. I know, but he he got much more interesting there. For sure, than his most recent. 
Kenny Omega and CM Punk. It should have been knock your socks off at the moment. Immediately he comes in, he's he challenges the champion, and it's like the biggest match ever of Kenny Omega and CM Punk. Both. I know, I know. You don't need to build to that for for six I know. months. Why are we doing Darby Allen? He, because they're letting CM Punk do what he wants, and he's like, oh, the young talent. I hate when people call each, the young the word the phrase young talent. I hate it. I hate it with a passion. <laughs> Okay, why does he have to say that? He dim- immediately diminishes everyone and makes himself not like. Well, it, and by the way, diminishes talent. himself too. I know you diminish Young everybody. Talent, he's diminishing and diminishing. And also, I'll tell you why I wouldn't mind him calling out Kenny Omega off top because I don't. You know, I'm a huge Kenny guy. They don't need yeah. this. Kenny doesn't need to keep the title for another year to see CM Punk. They could. He could. They could go back and forth right now. I, 100%. It's so That's funny. what they should be doing. It's so funny. WWE moves the title around way too much. And so Dynam- uh, AEW is trying to go like, you know, we keep the title on someone. And sometimes, let's be honest, they're keeping it and keeping it. They need to. Oh, yeah, some, let's, let's go. They're retaining and retaining. Retaining going and retaining. And then and you guys only have four pay-per-views a year. So if someone retains at two pay-per-views, you're at nine months. It's like, I don't know. The Kenny thing is, I, I think. Like, okay. I think Kenny, I think Kenny's title reign would have gotten a huge push by him having a story with CM Punk right now. That would have Oh my god, it would be huge. And they just it pivoted away from Page. Ever in wrestling. They pivoted away from Page, which is where the interest was for Kenny Omega. So come on. Uh, dude, we need to they you know, we should be they, writing all the shows so on television. Dumb doing this. They should they this is what happened. CM, they said, CM Punk, if you come in, you could feud with whoever you want. You could do whatever you want. This is what Tony Khan said. Believe me. Okay. There's something going on there. Believe me. And he said, and, and he goes, I want to work with the best young talent, which is such a self-indulgent thing to say. Okay. It's such an egomaniacal thing to say. I want to work with the young talent. Okay, buddy. But putting over young talent is not a real thing. That's just a, a stupid thing that wrestling fans made up as like a fake paradigm. That's not real. Okay. That's a fake thing. People want to see the veteran win. It's exciting. Well, no, so you're, not, you're, with, you're not always right about that, but keep going. I, well, that's how I feel. Because you're a hack a doodle do. Yeah, um, right. The opposite. No, no, you are a hack. I don't mean you're a hack in terms I'm of. A hack. Yeah, you're a hack in terms of. You're not a hack. You're a fan. You're a fan. You're, I'm a mark. That's the word I think you're looking for. Yeah, I don't, I don't use that word. I, I find it to be offensive. I don't like to badmouth wrestling fans. You're a fan. And, you, and yeah. you, you're the lifeblood. You're the lifeblood of the business. I, I can't relate to, to that in the same way. I'm a former champion and a commentator. But you, understand that. you understand. But you're a fan, uh, and, that's, and that's fine. I, I guarantee wow. that the amount of pay-per-view buys for All Out, if it were Kenny Omega and CM Punk, would be almost 50% more than they are with Darby Allen and CM Punk. I don't know if that's true because people I love Darby. I, I, lo- I love Darby. I love Darby. I know, I so I don't know. I Story. I want to see him have have I more. Agree. Than I, we're on the, um, we, we're, you, I agree with you. I said that. I agree. I don't think you're the the difference it would make. Let me keep going here for one second. The the the, the Darby story right now should be him morphing into Sting. Sting being like, why is this kid thinking that he's Sting? And then the two of them feuding and having a match it all out. That's what it should be. And then Darby, and then and then Sting putting over Darby, and Darby beats Sting, his like mentor and hero, and the guy he's basically become. That's what should be going on with Darby, but instead they just have Sting standing next to him and breaking kayfabe every week. It's ridiculous. 
I I, I don't hate that take. That's fair. Now, by the way, also, is it true Rampage is um Rampage is taped tonight? I don't know. How come I'm not booking wrestling? I should be booking wrestling. I don't know. You, you Am maybe, I going to work for AW? I, I hope not. That'll be the end of our friendship. I won't, I won't <laughs> yeah. talk to you. You're 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 T-O, TOS to me. I don't plan on it. Don't worry. I'm I'm, I'm annoyed with it right now. I'm very annoyed. You you seem like you're as in as ever. That's part of what being annoyed is. I'm annoyed and in a thousand percent. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. I thought Brian Mann mentioned to me that 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 Rampage was taped tonight. You remember Brian Mann? I remember him. I haven't talked to him in a year. I'm, I'm seeing him tonight. What are your thoughts? Oh, he's a great guy. What are you guys doing? Are you watching SmackDown? <laughs> That's right. He's a <laughs> really? he's a great guy. We're we're watching he's SmackDown. He's a great guy to watch SmackDown with and eat uh, bagels with. We're not going to do bagels. It's going to be eight o'clock. Oh, because you guys did that for a week. <laughs> There was a week of eating bagels and watching SmackDown up a storm. Do you believe it's been a year since we've been since we were in? It's coming the- right. It's it, it'll be a, a year next week. What? It feels like yesterday. See, I also I think the opposite. Also, that's what oh, I think. I, 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 think I think both. I think I can't believe it's been a year, and I also feel like that was ten years ago. I don't feel like it was ten years ago. By the way, you, you're sounding great. You've beaten COVID a thousand percent. I have my test at uh, in three hours. I'm going to go see if I'm if I test negative. But I, I feel much better. There's still like I got to tell you, you're you're going on. there's still something going on. OK, there's a little tinge of a something going on, but I feel much better. I will tell you, you are so weak compared to me. Just so weak. When you think think about what I've done, I went to a meet and greet on the Jersey Shore last Friday, got on a plane, went to Las Vegas, did a heat and greet. Went to the building for SummerSlam. Did that. Came back. Summer Jam. People galore. It's psychosis. Yeah. And I just got my PCR back negative. Look at me. You went to wow. one, you went to Skylar Aston's house and came home with COVID. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, Skylar. I'm just kidding, Skylar. Though it's possible. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, let's get into uh, a little bit of the WWE. WWE. And by the way, you're not the only person who contracted COVID this week because Pat McAfee, COVID up a storm. Is that was that is that out there? Yeah. I mean, he posted it on his social media. Okay. Let's call. Let's let's see if McAfee answers his phone. I don't think he's back at work today. Let's check in on him. Okay. Don't you think we should? Yeah. He's a great guy. Oh, he's a great guy. He had a hundred and four temperature. Yeah, I had a hundred and three the first time. The first COVID. You you were you were bouting and bouting with COVID. I've been there's been bouts. I don't know. Mm. Well, we give it a shot. We're sending we're sending you all the love in the world. Sue, shoot him a text. I'm gonna do that right now. Hey, hey, Pat. Um, hey, Pat. It's Rosenberg and Dipperstein. I'm calling you from my podcast to check on you. We hope you're well. We want you to beat this thing, and we love you. Goodbye. I think that's a very important um, message for him. We had the Miz and Morrison breakup. Of course, it wasn't that exciting. I mean, but, it uh, was like breakup, uh, uh, breakup of Jace. Uh, can, I, can I give you a hot take, though? Yeah. And it's probably not a hot take. Everyone's probably already thinking this. Logan Paul is very good at this job. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's, He's got heat galore. The heat, the heat <laughs> magnet. Well, his cheap heat is mage. 
My my favorite moment of last week at backstage at SummerSlam, and I may be speaking out of school. Uh, I was walking by uh, in the hallway, and I see Bruce Pritchard, the great Bruce Pritchard, talking to Logan Paul. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, what could these people be talking about? And Logan Paul looked like such a millennial. Like Bruce is talking, saying something probably smart, thoughtful. And Logan's like looking at his cell phone like, what, bro? <laughs> ah, I love that. It was so good. I'm thinking like, wow. you schmuck. You don't know you're talking. To, you're talking to one of the most interesting voices in professional wrestling podcasting today. For sure. Um. um. I got to tell you, not much happened on Raw except that I'm excited to see what they do um, with Elias for sure. Um, they sort I've been of. Liking, uh, I've, been, I've been liking the promo. I've been liking the vignettes a lot. They they also sort of like skirted. They kind of just spent a week. Obviously, they didn't have. They they didn't Goldberg wasn't going to be on TV this week, so they sp- sort of spent a week just getting away from. I mean, they talked about it, of course, but then everything that they did match wise was with. Um, Damian Priest. I think they'll do a rematch in Saudi with uh, Goldberg and, and Bobby. That's my guess. Ugh, I don't want that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Saudi, the Saudi, the Saudi. Uh, it's the Saudi. Ma- it's the it's the Saudi ma- match of the cinch. Like, yeah, it is that for sure. Um, the most exciting thing to me right now that they're doing on Raw is 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 RK Bro. Yeah, I think it's most people with, feel that way. it's over with me. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, it's working up a storm. Yeah, it's over with me. Although I, I don't understand the Randy facial hair. Eh, get, get rid of the facial hair. I mean, it's not great. You're always so anti-facial hair. Yeah, and uh, meanwhile, I have a full beard. Yeah, exactly. And, and, but and I by, have COVID, too. And by the way, your your beard grows in so much more full than mine. It's it's so sad. I have to go get my hair cut today to clean it up again. But like yours, you just right away, you could, you could in two weeks, you could have a great beard. Well, I'm a very good-looking man. Um, I will give a massive compliment right now to, um, to NXT TakeOver, which was very entertaining, and the wrestling was superb. You were very in into every- the Walter match, weren't you? It was very good. Oh, my yeah, people, God. People, was, there's, 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 there's some chatter. It was brutal. It was amazing. Um, it gave me feels. It hit different. Oh, I would have paid raccoons to see it in person. Feels hit different, and you would have paid raccoons? That's right. And I got to tell you, Samoa Joe looked amazing with Karrion Cross. It was a great match. And I'm thrilled that Joe is now the uh, NXT champion. How, how do you view that as far as things for Joe go? Is this what we expected to happen? I'm good with it. I, me too. Not what I thought was going to be a year ago with Joe, but I'm good. I'm good with it. He is a great guy. And uh, I might... I'm happy that he's back on top of Jace. I might go as far as GGBB and B. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's highest loves. He's a great guy. Yeah. I mean, so many R's, so many E's, so many A's, so many T's. So, uh, what do we think? What do we think we get on um, SmackDown tonight? Um. What are, what are you expecting? Because we're not gonna uh, we're not gonna have John Cena, right? Isn't no, he? he's no, off. He's no, off this no, week. No, we're not getting John Cena. John Cena's gone. No, he's back next week, isn't he? 
I think I think he's at, I think he's at the Garden in two weeks. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure Cena's at the Garden show. I think that's his. I last think what show. you probably get is a continuation of Edge and Seth Rollins. I think that you get a Baron Corbin. I'm rich now. Swerve vignette thing where he now he bought the car on social media and whatever. I think you get something with that. Um, By the way, let's let's take a minute to appreciate how mage my picture with with Corbin was. It was amazing. It was one of the best picks. It was one of the great picks. And I also think you get a Becky heel turn tonight. Uh, yes, uh, and and Cena is at the Garden in two weeks against who? We I, I don't think we know, but he's on that he is on that show confirmed. Is that a SmackDown? Yep, it's a, it's a SmackDown oh. Super Show on TV. Oh. I don't think we get Cena this week. I think the you want, big, to, you want to come to town for it because you missed because of what you missed last time. What what week is it? It's in two weeks. I need a date. It's September tenth. September tenth, my friend. No, I'm not coming. You can't make it. No, it's oh, unfortunate. No, you'll be missed. Potentially, I mean, will I be? Will I get treated like gold? I'll treat you like gold. Sure. I'll get, I'll, I'm sure I can get you a good ticket. Yeah. So so, um, so you think I, Becky I, comes out tonight? You think Becky comes out tonight, gets yeah. cheered, and then gets on the mic, heals off, talks trap? What, what, what do you think they do I here? I think that Becky comes out. I don't think Becky... I think there's a 51% chance that Becky opens the show. She comes out. She gets a mixed reaction from the crowd. I think that there's a good portion of the crowd that boos when the music goes down. And I think that she starts off her promo like, I never thought Becky was very good on the mic. I think she's like, doesn't we, we really know, get it. We, we know your anti-Irish accent ways. No, I just, I just don't think that she has a grip on like the mic. I don't think she has a grip on the audience, to be honest with you. Sorry. I, I like her in ring. I think she's a great wrestler, but I don't. I never loved Becky on the mic. And but I think that what happens is Becky gets a mixed reaction from the crowd, um, and she starts off the promo like being cocky and saying how she's the champ, and then just goes into. I think she turns full heel in the in the first segment, and of course she gets Bianca comes out and she challenges her to a match at the next pay per view, a rematch, or she invokes her rematch clause or whatever. You love invoking. A, People are invoking, invoking. Oh yeah, we, we, yeah, and I think Bianca is probably one of the biggest invokers in the biz today. <laughs> I think that Bianca and Becky start a, a program, and the two of them, you know, probably wrestle at at uh, Extreme Rules. They wrestle at Saudi. We may even get them at uh, at Survivor Series. I hope they don't do the Survivor Series thing where it's like show versus show. Let it be real things this year. Like actual feuds and not just like a thrown together mishmash of nonsense. With the with the shirts, ugh. Is there anything worse than the shirts? What do you mean the, the immediate SmackDown the, shirts? Ooh, ugh. which which SmackDown shirts? You know when they put the raw on the, the invasion angle they do oh, every year oh, when oh, oh. oh my god when all of a sudden like they're that. committed a shirt you haven't seen all year all of a sudden appears. Yeah. I hate that the shirt just appears. Like, if you're going to do a thing with the shirts and we know whenever there's a draft there's going to be a, a shirt, can we just occasionally see the, the shirts worn? Yeah, I know. I do. You don't have to tell me. It's, it's, it's not that. It's, it's not that hard. 
to occasionally have someone wear a shirt. Like one day, you know, you don't, instead of wearing the shirt you're trying to hawk every single time, you wear the brand shirt. By the way, what, 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 yeah. what date does it start Monday? What? The draft? I don't know. You know what? Let's see. I, I maybe SGG will know. I think he's walking in there. Trunkline Macho King shirts, uh, shorts that are coming out. Oh, I, I, you know, I'm in a weird space. Yeah. I'm in a weird yeah. space when it comes to new wrestling items. Yeah, like even when I like them and think they're great, unless it's a cheap heat item, it's hard for me to take closet space with it. Is there anyone out there that has a Boss Man or Haku LJN? These are the only two that I need left. I don't want to spend $500 on these items, okay? I can because I'm rich at Jace, but I just I, – something – well, I can't – nothing will bring me to spending $500 on a Haku LJN. So if anyone has it out there Dip, and wants Dip, to sell it Dip, to me you, you, already, you already have a completely unnecessarily large house for a single man that costs yeah. significantly more than the LJNs. Buy the LJNs. You want them? I, I don't know. I, I I can't I can't spend I can't spend five five hundred on an, on on Haku. I can't do it. You've never spent I anything can't. on wrestling. To be on, let's be honest. What's the most expensive wrestling thing you've ever bought? You're not even in the ball game. Like I know you're you're not even like one. I don't know. Wait, the most expensive wrestling thing that was ever purchased on my behalf was my bar mitzvah. That's a great point. <laughs> Which was like thirty grand or more. At the time, at thirty grand was a lot in two thousand. And your, par- uh, your parents spent thirty grand on your bar mitzvah. Oh yeah, or more. I maybe fifty. It could have been fifty grand. No, I, I think Dude, you're... My, bar, my bar mitzvah. What, where was it? Was lavish galore. Lavish beyond belief. Bed Bath and Beyond lavish. Where, where? Where? What? Where was the venue? It was at Oheb Shalom in Richboro, Pennsylvania. Well, a synagogue. Yeah. Yeah, there was there's like a huge ballroom there. Well, hold on. And and it was it your synagogue? Yeah. So where were they spending fifty grand? They didn't have to spend that much to get the the, the, the synagogue the ballroom. The, 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 there I, was I heard the I heard the tuna thing. salad. I've heard the tuna salad had entirely too much mayonnaise. No, there was carving stations and there was, you know, there was thing crazy things. And there was we had um we had a casino for the kids cocktail hour and it was called Brian Bucks. And it had my name on the on the money. I mean, dude, it was it was page, dude. And the everything was expect like it was wrestling themed. There was wrestling things all over the place. It was a I came out to the DX theme. We've talked about this, but I, you know, it was a very expensive, lavish party. You know what you should have. You know what you should have come out to though. What? That was they were still uh, it was still brood edge at the time I believe you, th- you think we you think we still get uh I guess edge my guess is edge and Seth go into extreme rules right definitely that'll be an extreme rules match they could have fun with that that could actually get to the point that you enjoy it I think yeah I, I'm not not enjoying the Seth thing I'm just by the way I feel really bad for Gangrel the things outside the ring we have no SUG right now the the uh Gangrel, I guess, was supposed to debut on AEW or do like something on AEW, and because Edge used the Brood thing, it like they canceled the Gangrel appearance. Really? Yeah. And like Edge apologized, had called the had to call Gangrel and apologize. 
that. Uh, by the way, if I had been them, I would have done it anyway. <laughs> I would have yeah, just done it. The theme. It's one of the great themes. Well, they wouldn't, the have, they wouldn't have had that. They wouldn't have had that. And not to mention, you know who loves to dress like Gangrel? Booker T. Oh, yeah. Um, let's read a couple of uh, mail items here. Um, SGG texted us now 10 minutes ago saying, I just saw this, then still hasn't shown up. He claims I that he's work. That. He's, he claims that he's working on something. Oh, really? Really? This is very, very hard for me. What's happening? You want to go to the mailbag? Yeah, go to the mailbag. All right, m- m- but only m- read the good m- ones. M- mail. How about this one? SGG has wrestling crowd dysmorphia. I think I found the issue with SGG, and it comes at no surprise, as contorting is the main symptom. I'm diagnosing our beloved Greg with WCD, otherwise known as wrestling crowd dysmorphia. This is defined as a mental illness involving obsessive focus on perceived flaws of wrestling crowds. In extreme cases, this can manifest by, one, thinking wrestling is better without crowds, two, misrepresenting what actually happens with crowds. This could not be more apparent. Oh, that might be him. Oh, there he is. Hold on. Yeah, there he yeah. is. Hold on, hold on. Uh, oh. we're, we're reading a, me- a message about you right now. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, someone is claiming, Eric says that you have re- uh, WCD, otherwise known as wrestling crowd dysmorphia. Um, and he says that it's apparent, this could not be more apparent, after the patient claimed via Twitter that Becky Lynch, Brock Lesnar, and Riddle all got bigger pops at SummerSlam than CM Punk got at his AEW debut. Now that we know his condition, SGG can start his road to recovery. And SGG, keep your head up. This is not your fault. Stay mage, Eric. Parentheses, not a doctor. <laughs> now, Eric, Eric is not a doctor, but he may also just be uh, be lacking basic math skills. So you were doing num- uh, you were doing numbers to make this claim. Well, first of all, I was in the building for the Becky Lynch pop. That was probably the pop of the weekend, including Brock, Riddle, and Punk. But, I mean, fifteen or 20,000 people or whatever the United Center holds, people screaming at the top of their lungs is not going to outdo 51,000 people also screaming at the top of their lungs. So you're, you're looking at this more as a, a technical thing as opposed to you're not saying the crowd was more excited to see Becky than the crowd was excited to see CM Punk. Is that what you're saying? There's no way to tell what the crowd was more excited to see Becky or CM Punk. But in terms of how loud each crowd got, Becky got the biggest pop of, of the weekend. See, this is insane. Bigger than Punk? That's what he that's bigger than Punk. She, yeah. Becky's also more over than Punk, if we want to argue. Oh, okay. okay. Becky's also more over. Now, by the way, SGG, you should know you're joining the podcast after Dip and I spent the first 20 to 25 minutes talking about how big a step down CM Punk took from week one to week two. So understand there's already been a healthy heap of punk reality. But you well, here's the other but thing Becky too. more over than punk. It, it's almost like you're just trying to fill the mailbag for next week. That, that's well, here's, that's the what thing, it feels here's, here's the funny thing about that comment, that conversation that you guys had. Um. Becky is also going to take a step down from the SummerSlam return pop to whatever we see tonight. Yeah, because she's turning heel tonight. 
She's gonna allegedly, turn- uh, allegedly. I mean, pe- we, we everybody's trying to jump the gun and figure out the story and what's going on. You know, Linda said the same thing to me during SummerSlam that what she did was was pretty heelish. Well, it was, I it, didn't even see it. I didn't even see it. It happened so fast. Well, yeah, you couldn't you couldn't see it in person, but when you watched it on TV and you see and you see Bianca try to shake her hand and then she takes her out. That is, if that's not a heel move, I don't like know what is. <laughs> right. So, I mean, Becky's also going to take a step down from that, that return pop, which which also I like, you know. But she took a step down that as, night. She took a step down from she when she returned when to she when returned she won. To when she was leaving. <laughs> no, one, no one it's wanted true. her to win the title. It's true. It's true. And even if she was going to win the title, no one wanted it that way. So she definitely took a step down yeah, that, that's a really, in those moments. That's a really good point. If they had, uh-huh. if they had, had a 35-minute match – that Becky won, she would have gotten a big pop. Yeah, yeah. and can I say something about that it match? Flush that made that made the, yeah. the the whole thing blow. Go up. ahead, SGG. That I, I am peeved about the whole thing. The whole thing. Number one, I understand that card subject to change is a thing that that you know pro wrestling lives and dies by card subject to change. But they promoted Sasha versus Bianca on purpose. Thirty seconds. Thirty seconds before saying Sasha Banks is unavailable. They ran out the whole video package, gave you the whole breakdown of the story. That was on purpose, dude. They did that to score. No, I know, and that's and that's why I'm saying that's why I'm saying it's sort of messed up. Even if they would have said Bianca versus a mystery challenger, Sasha Banks can't compete, blah blah blah. They don't have to say that it's Becky, but something other than promoting the match that you know is not gonna happen. And then Becky coming out and saying well, how about we tear the roof off the place? The people want to see the EST and the man blow the roof off the stadium, knowing that you have a squash. Even that is sort of messed up. It's like you set expectations all the way up here, and what did they think was going to happen when they bottomed out? Like it, from what the expectations were set at to what they did and executed was just com- a complete gap. It's almost like I don't want to say it's a slap in the face of the fans, but I could feel I could understand if any other fan felt that way. That it was it was blatantly disrespectful. It I'll tell you one thing. It was blatantly n- not well received. No, no, no. Can we no? Wait, can we just can we go back? We, we forgot to talk about the fact that Frank the clown, dro- I guess, flew to Milwaukee because he How was in the Milwaukee to, at, to Chicago. Oh, it's, he could drive it. Probably a nice, probably a nice drive. It's nothing. That's a drive. Yes. Oh my God, Dip. What, what, what do you? I know about the what do I know about the Midwest? Yeah, it's, he, you know exactly what everybody else knows about the Midwest. Hold on, not there, nothing. Hold on, hold on. Anybody who anybody who lives in America and doesn't know that Chicago and Milwaukee are at least close is that's that's crazy. Are you aware? Is it as close as Vegas and L.A.? Closer. Are you aware of what? Are you aware of what states they that <laughs> the cities are in? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sh- Sh- Chicago is in Illinois, and Milwaukee is in Wisconsin. And you're aware of how these states, how they border each other. Nah, the border adjacent. 92 miles, an hour and 36 minutes. Are you kidding? Of course but he drove to it, In defense, though, the distance to the border makes a huge difference, right? Because Pennsylvania borders New Jersey, but to say you're going from Pittsburgh to Newark in two hours is absurd. In dips defense. In dips, def- in dips defense, but but yeah. the thing the thing that we can now all remember from this Frank the Clown moment 
is that Chicago and Milwaukee are the two biggest cities on Lake Michigan. They're both sitting yeah, on different parts of the lake. There you go. <laughs> and by the way. Where is Detroit in relation to Lake Michigan? Um, it's, it's, uh, it's over there. But hold on. Detroit is on. Um, Detroit's not on Lake Michigan. Detroit's no, on not. Detroit. Detroit's on the one that then leads to Canada. Detroit's yes. much further east. Detroit's on Erie and and Hur- and Huron, which I can never say correct. Oh, so for dip, for dip. But it's really Chicago on De- Detroit. Yeah, Detroit's on Erie, and then the other side of it is of Michigan, is Lake Huron. Anyways, that's a lot of geography there. Listen, so, this was necessary. One third of one third of the GP podcast didn't know the very confused. Between. So if we if we use GP statistics, that's a third of America that needed this education. I uh, think that Frank was looking for another hug and didn't quite get the other hug from Punk that he was he was seeking. But he did get an acknowledgement. He was he in the same seat? Yeah. How does he get the same seat? You think Punk put him there? I think there's something going on. Maybe. I think there's there was something, a whole something going on. There was a lots of oh e- you know ego hugs oh all these people I I have all these people in the front row that are my friends I'm gonna hug all the people the punk people you've had enough <laughs> yo dip 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 decided not to hate punk for one week and now he is back full <laughs> disgust and hatred oh god well it, punk's it, first match could determine where dip lands definitively. Oh, we already because if he, if he has a great match with that, yeah. But he and, and and Dip's not happy with the match selection. It's already going completely the wrong direction here. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you one thing. It's going to be very interesting to go interesting to go down the line and see whether Rampage elevates permanently and becomes like a credible show that people now watch weekly. And a year from now, we're like, wow, Rampage is really the equivalent of like a WWE second show. Like it's a big show. No pun intended. Or if it just if it fades, because I'll tell you what, last Friday with that crowd, the size of the crowd, the building and the reaction, you were like, wow, this looks like a real wrestling show. This rampage. This doesn't feel like a, a B show. Yeah, it's definitely the best produced show they've ever done. Oh, although, although why? He, speaking of the production of it, though, SGG, why are you putting four guys in the commentary booth? I, I do not understand. And then why it's- of those guys? The person that you send to go to a backstage interview is Mark Henry. I think that's it's, that's they have a lot. They have too much talent, and they don't know what to do with it. Mark Henry is—he's too big and too real an athlete to be like walking around the back with a microphone. Like he should be sitting at the desk. Mark Henry I, doesn't move. That's not a thing. I agree. It's it seemed a little it seemed a little strange to you, me. You should have someone who does backstage interviews who look, you know, like not a former world champion who's running around talking to people. That is stupid. I'm sorry. I'm helping you do television. That is stupid. Yeah, go. Is that a, is that a thing that he wanted to do though? Is it possible that he said he wanted to do this and they said yes? Go ahead. Ahead. I have no idea. My guess would be no. And even if it was his suggestion. As the producer of the show, I'd be like, no, Mark, you're a world champion. You sit right there at that desk and get the respect of a champion. Like, let 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 the Peter Rosenbergs of the world, uh, you know, run around with a microphone. You know, let let the the Kayla Braxtons of the world, the people who are, their job is to do interviews and talk to people, they do that. I think champions sit at the desk. Like, that's just how I, that's how I see that. And particularly size-wise, it's just like, and it just doesn't put them in a great spot. I understand they're trying to figure out how to do this and get everyone reps. 
but for people, let me tell you something. You're not going to make it easier for newcomers to broadcasting to figure it out when they're sharing times and trying to jump in and split time with four people. Do you know how hard that yeah. is? The, the more people, it makes it even more difficult. You know, you know, because like there's... it's very ch- even our kickoff shows. Like it's taken a long time for there to be a rhythm of where we basically now usually go Booker, then me, then Jerry. When we answer questions, there's like a bit of a rhythm now of what we do. But like perfect hierarchy of champions as well. By the way, thank you very much. I, do you guys want to know the joke I didn't use on Jerry that I wanted to use last week? Like he insulted me once. And I was like, I'm giving you one more try here, Jerry. If, uh, if I get hit one more, the joke that was in my head, when I, when I made the joke about what Booker was wearing, and I, did, I, did, I, I didn't know I was going to make the Gangrel joke yet. So in my mind, what I was going to do to get at both of them, but the real burn was for Jerry, was going to be like, I, I, don't, I don't know what to, do, what to do here. I'm dealing with Booker, who looks like he's dressed to go to a ditty white party in the Hamptons. And then I got Jerry here, who looks like he got his wardrobe on the boardwalk in Ocean City, Maryland. That was, that's what was lined up. But I didn't. I, I just had to come at the bedazzled shirts every month. But it's hard. It's hard figuring out a balance of that many people. So I, I, I hopefully they'll figure it out on on Rampage. SGG, what's going to happen with John Cena over the next couple of weeks? He's uh, we know he's appearing at SmackDown, but what are they going to do with that story today, tonight? I have no idea. I mean. Finn owes him one, so I'm hoping that Finn gets involved with John Cena in some way, but there's really no idea where to tell. No, John Cena's not going to be on SmackDown. I think the next time you see him is going to be on the Super Show. I don't think he, he's not traveling around with them. So, Although I, it would make sense to show up and plug his movie, which comes out today. That's true. Yeah, Vacation Friends is out today on Hulu, so why not? That is true. That I, did, that I discounted. Which, by the way, I heard is fantastic. I'm 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 gonna watch it this weekend. I'm excited to look. I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it too. Um, guys, I have to go get a haircut. Um, what? You're bald. This this beard. I need I need this beard to be acceptable for people like you. Can they do something about the arms? <laughs> wow. You know, do you know the only people who talk about my He's arms? Just working his way down. Uh, it's unbelievable too. The, the the only people who talk about my arm hair are the people who hate me more than, like, anyone on Earth. Like, the biggest Rosenberg haters and Dipperstein. You're, like, the equivalent of, like, an under-the-couch-basement-dwelling the, the, the Dorito-munching troll. Hey, Rosenberg, nice arm hair. That's, it's them and you. Dip <laughs> just solidified it. Wow. You just validated the whole thing. I can't believe you've done that. I'm you kidding. Think you know people in this town. Man. You think you're a beautiful, you, gorgeous man. You think you know people in this town. Um, I, I don't know if we'll have time to do something else later. I'm playing the outro just in case. Wait, SGG, did you have black power rankings you wanted to get in? I did. I did not. Okay. Good. Shout out to Bobby Lashley though. That was a and, and the people of Las Vegas. By, the way, by the way, Bobby shout Lashley. out to the Heat that um that mvp got in his opening promo on raw this week he, he's getting better with age he's man. so good he's so yeah. good he's, yeah. he's the mvp every week rosenberg yeah. beats at gmail.com and i do think we need a new intro song soon what yeah no. yeah as long as we keep the shout outs that guy greg there you go as long, as long as we keep that yeah <laughs> yeah that has to stay that's not going anywhere all right same age guys same, same age fellas